And if you haven't seen part one, highly encourage you to go over and take a look at that. And we'll get into our conversation right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the kingdom age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, welcome everybody back to our part two with Mike Parsons. If you didn't see the first one, definitely got to go back to see that. I'm sure it'll be some intriguing conversation that, uh, hey, if you like to get triggered, it's a good time to watch because, uh, hey, when I get triggered, that's just an opportunity to go to the Father and say, hey, what's in me that I'm getting offended about? Because in Christ, there should be no offense. So let's talk about it. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about in this part two? Um whatever whatever direction you want to take it really i'm i'm you know i'm always open to any discussion i mean i i feel personally um you know the preparation that god took me through in to bring me to this point in 2020 and you know the shaking that's going on and the changes i think it's all part of of god's desire to bring us to the knowledge of the truth and therefore, yeah. you know, there are there are I think there are a lot of deceptions. And I think, you know, I've realized there's so many things that I believe that I no longer believe. You know, there are so many things I would have never imagined that I could have possibly believed that I now do, because those have come from my encounters with the Father and with Jesus and with the Spirit. So, you know, in those encounters, you know, they weren't for me they were they were huge life-changing encounters for god they're part of the journey in the process that he knew that i needed to go through so you know he has yeah. it you know as long as i keep walking the journey out with him it's going to work out in the end you know and it's like i love that walking relationship i'm not i'm not running ahead of him i'm not lagging behind him i'm walking side by side in fellowship, in intimacy, in relationship, and we're heading in the direction that he wants to take it. You know, and yeah. sometimes he might point to where that direction is and we get to that point and I'm thinking, wow, I didn't think it was going to be like this. And then right. all of a sudden there's a big curve and we're going around a huge curve and we're heading somewhere else. You know, and it was like, well, I didn't think we're going in this direction, but I trust him. I trust yeah. him because he's my dad. <clears throat> You know, he loves yeah. me. He wants the best for me. So bringing me into the knowledge of my identity so I can truly be. And I think being is what I've really discovered. You know, over the last year in all of this shaking and everything that's been going on, being, being at rest, but just being. And again, mm -hmm. I was talking to him one day and he was talking to me and he just unveiled being. You know, and he took me into this reality of I am that I am. And he said, do you know that I am that I am is in you? And I said, well, yeah, yeah, I know that. He said, do you really know it? And I'm like, I guess there's a lot more to that than I ever <laughs> right. thought. And he took me on this amazing yeah. experience. And then he, having sort of taken me through some things where he actually unveiled what is within me and how within me in a sense is is oneness coming together in oneness with him oneness spirit soul and body wholeness all of that whole dimension and heaven manifesting in me and through me and around me you know it was like 
wow, this is so much more than I ever imagined or thought. And then it was like, now do you realize that you're in me? <laughs> you're in I am that I am. And you can be in me and I and you can be in the fact that I'm in you. It was just a whole different level of intimacy and depth of intimacy and connection. You know, because it opened up. If I'm in him, he's in me and I'm in I am. And he just said, now you can just be, just be. And he just said it, just be, just be, just be. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, and I rested there and it, it was such a yeah. joyful place. And I, I think some people, it, it's, it's like father saying, stop, just mm -hmm. be. Stop, 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 just be. <laughs> because it's yeah. so hard. Yeah. for us to rest there. This was my journal entry for yesterday morning. And it's not, you know, this comes, these waves come over me, you know, many times over the, a week or a month, but just, you know, the very first line is, is um, the beauty and the power of knowing who I am and being able to rest in that. That was the very first entry in my journal yesterday morning because I just came to the table yeah. and it was already there. It's just, just this piece of being and just yeah. knowing who I am and being able to rest in just that. And yeah. I think what I've discovered in being is it has a greater capacity than I ever, ever knew existed. And, yeah. you know, I've learned how to, in a sense, be disentangled from time and space and I can be anywhere and be do anything. And, you know, time can contract around <clears throat> me and expand around me to enable me to do whatever I'm called to do. And so I have a sense where my destiny and, mm. you know, in engaging my destiny every day, at one stage it became consuming. You know, I, I wanted to fulfill my destiny. I want to fulfill my destiny. And, and it became more doing than being. So God brought me back and reset. And I think for me, this year has been recalibration, resetting, looking at being. And, I, and then God showed me what my capacity of a son is without ever leaving the rest of being because I'm multidimensional. So he he expanded my understanding of quantum physics to quantum a quanta is a is a package of time or space or matter um, and it's the smallest package of it you know so in one quanta of time all time exists hmm. in a sense because everything is possible within that one moment and therefore, the limitations on what I would look on my life and think about what I what can I do? What can't I do? How much capacity do I have to do this, do this and this? And I learned linearly to do so many different things in the realms of heaven, engage so many different places, so many different dimensions. But I was still limited to being able to do them in a linear fashion until he unveiled multidimensional living within quantum moments. And therefore, he showed me probably about eight different places that I start from every day. And I'm in those places. But each of those places is actually a multiple lot of places that I've all learned to function in. But I'm actually functioning simultaneously in that moment. 
So yeah. every moment <laughs> is actually a simultaneous functioning in multi-dimensional things. And I got a, a real insight into it because he showed me what each of them are and took me to the, like, say, here's, here's a, let's say I'm, I'm standing in the four faces of God, you know, you know, and I'm in the four faces of God and I'm in yod heh vard -Hey, and I love being there and I've access to eternity there and I've got access to the timeline and, and it's a it's a governmental place of the order of Melchizedek for me mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and and I consciously you know know that I can engage there and engage it but then he showed me that I can be in that place and then from being in that place he showed me all the other multiple places that are connected to that place that I'm also simultaneously being in that place and so all the things that I would do from that place Maybe I'd go to the court of kings and produce a legislative law. Maybe I'd go to the court of chancellors. Maybe I'd go to my mountain throne. I might do something from the heart of God that I received, you know, as a royal priest within the order of Melchizedek. And then I could go and be a legislator, an oracle on earth or whatever. He yeah. showed me that I can be doing that all the time. Yes. Right, yeah. Because there is no time in that moment. It is just a continual mm. moment that enables me to outwork all that I'm called to do. Well, that brought me to a point of rest where I, this year, I have so enjoyed and just enjoyed life. I know it's been very, very difficult in certain things, but for me, discovering that I'm simultaneously involved in eight or more simultaneous processes that I don't have to do in a conscious sense, try and work out how to do it and how to fit it all in, I've yeah. just so enjoyed just life. And I, I'm so filled with joy about being creative and doing things that are creative because I don't have to be concerned about how do I fit all this spiritual stuff into my life. Right. I can just be. Yeah. You know, it's all functioning well, and it's all flowing and I'm all out working all of those things that I've learned how to do. But now yeah. being enables that doing to just flow and it's all flowing into me every day in that river of life activating in me and through me and around me it's, it's such an amazing beautiful thing that came out of this hey i'm in i am and i am is in me and i can just be you know it's been great you know there, there are so many different directions i'm like where do i go here because i got so but one thing i i just say in short that um the I, I do wish that more people could come to the place of understanding that, you know, just you and I having this conversation right now, anybody listening, anybody having their own conversation sitting across the table from one another, that that's just as much a form of prayer as getting people to sit down with you to, you know, actually engage. It, it, to me, it's when we understand that we are in in heaven, seated with Christ, we're in him, we're in Yeshua that this is all life and we don't have to separate it and compartmentalize it into these different categories and say, well, now let's pray hmm. versus versus understanding yeah. we've been engaged the whole time, yeah. you know, now, but now a good part of it is understanding where our focus is at, I believe, because like you, I've, I'm aware of myself in five different places where I'm on journeys in five different places and that father has taken me there and shown me different things. But at the same time, I'm also aware of the fact that I'm in the Father, therefore I'm, I am everywhere that the Father is, but I'm actually only currently 
capable of the awareness of five places right now. But I do believe that's going to continue to expand to where, you know, and, and that to me is also part of bilocating or translocating is that we're already there. It's just how do we, you know, shift everything, even our, our, not just our consciousness, but our actual being, if we needed to, how do we shift it there? Those are some real cool things that are coming in the future, I believe. But yeah, and, yeah. and we're, we're practicing them now. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I have physically uh, trans relocated, you know, when mm -hmm. I needed to do it, you know, first of all, God did it. And I didn't really, I wasn't even asking him to do it, but he did it. And I found myself <laughs> somewhere else. And it was like, whoa, yeah, and then when the next time I needed to do it, I had the testimony of I can do this, and I chose to do it, chose to do it, and I and it happened, and someone else was with me at the time in the car, and the whole car was somewhere else, and they were like, yeah, did they just did not know what happened, but it happened, yeah, yeah, you know? and so I've I've had opportunity of practicing, you know, those things when it was necessary to expand my i guess my consciousness and my what is what is possible you know there is yeah. no limitations limitless grace you know there's limitless divine enabling power to enable me to do anything that i'm called to do and to change anything that's hindering me doing what i'm called to do and facilitate that by choice you know and therefore what i've learned to do is learn to brood and in our engagements, when we've been online, we've been engaging, you know, with the restoration government group, I learned a lot from those encounters, you know, enga engaging the yeah. chamber of creation, chamber of life, the cradle of life, you know, I learned a, a whole different way of choosing reality. Because yeah. I know, yeah. I know how to choose reality, I do it every day, I choose to have all the time I need and everything like that. But this took it to a different level. This explained the process quantum physically with light, living light, quantum lumens, actually, because everything is formed of, you know, photons, if you like, light, but they're living yeah. and they are the grace of God. You know, they are the things that respond. And I learned to brood. So I didn't choose realities that were superficial. I learned to brood. And I think we were engaging and I think Adina actually, she saw these golden gates and she said, well, I think we need to go through these golden gates. So I thought, yeah, I saw them and I went through these golden gates and it was in the father's garden. And I found myself in what the father said was, this is the cradle of life. Wow. Yeah. This is where my thoughts were conceived and formed mm. in my words and eventually formed reality. So I thought, wow, this is amazing. Am I supposed to do something here? And he said, yeah, just be. So I just started to be, and I found myself connected to some of his thoughts that I then brooded over. And as I brooded over them, I started to vibrate with the frequency of those thoughts. Mm. They became desire, intention within my heart, and then the process took me to the waterfall in the father's garden where the sound of many waters forms. So my frequency vibrates with the living water and the sound of many waters speaks. And then that then echoes and creates a frequency and amplification, which then light responds to 
in the cradle of creation and then reality <clears throat> begins to form so i found that there is a whole process that i now understand and i spend more and more time brooding in his heart in that yeah. place where i come into <laughs> with his thoughts that then i have power that i am resonating with that causes his voice to actually engage light and actually yeah. then when i speak with his voice light responds to me and it's the quantum lumens those living light beings they dance and sway to the rhythm of his voice when he's when he speaks and when we speak because we're co-creators and we're supposed to also speak to create reality or form mm -hmm. reality with our thoughts then that light begins to dance i mean it's such a beautiful thing <clears throat> that then it begins to come into reality and you can do that in a moment that moment could be years of brooding resonating engaging in reality then you begin to then rest in the reality that it will happen you know yeah. it, it may not have yet fully manifested or realized but you live in the fact that it already has and i think jesus intimated that with you know when you pray believe that you have received and you will receive if we do not believe that what we're calling into being actually exists even if it exists in that quantum moment we then live in the reality that it exists and yeah. then it begins to manifest around us and literally yeah. we can begin to choose realities which align with his heart which radically bring change and transformation this know? is good yeah this, this is really good and um uh the being you know versus doing and yeah. um the relationship tree of life versus tree of knowledge of good and evil these are these are all such good topics. We're gonna to have to take a break real quick. Um, when we come back, I want to dive into those a little bit deeper. I've got some other questions here for you, so we'll be back right after this. An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long, followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. Once a week, you'll gather with your Ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things. One, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic. And two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, you and your ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences individually and together in the heavenly realms. All right, so I'm back with Mike. We keep having these awesome discussions during the breaks. <laughs> um, anyway, let, let me keep focused here. The the relationship and the the value of um, you know like like our meeting that you've talked about a couple times. Uh, to me, I I love those meetings that we get together in, and um, 
we're building relationship. And, and to me, that's the being part. And then we just go see what father's doing. And um, sometimes it's still just being, it's not doing anything. And I, I just want to say to everybody listening that don't ever get caught up in the idea that you always have to go do, that it's more important to be and to be in relationship and to just rest in that you are everything that you need to be and you are totally satisfying to God. You don't have to try to be something else or do something to impress him or anybody else. And I think in this movement, sometimes everybody's trying to do, you know, hey, what's the next big sensational thing that I can encounter and engage with and share with everybody? It's like, nah, just, just chill, <laughs> just be. And I, I think that's so important. It is, yeah. And I think in when you have those relationships where you don't have to impress, where you don't have to compare, where you don't have to compete, you can honor yeah. the differences and the way that we are and actually honor how people do it differently from me. I mean, I love the fact that people do things way different than I do, because that means yeah. I don't have to do it that way, which really isn't me. You know, I've had to do lots of things in my life because other people really didn't do them. And I, I did them. I learned how to do them. I became proficient at them, but it really wasn't me. Now yeah. I can rejoice in just being me. And I don't have to do all that other stuff. But when you're in relationship with people who their gift, their identity, who they are, complements who you are, it just is so powerful to just yeah. be. And you can just, I mean, I just watch love listening and watching what other people are doing and what, what, what they're seeing and engaging with that. And, but I can just, sometimes I'm on a totally different page. I think, I'm on a different page here than they seem to be seeing all this stuff, but okay, that's okay. God must have me on this page, but then you find it comes together and it complements, even though at the time you thought, how on earth is this going to come? But it does because we only have to be, you know, and being us is the best thing we can do. Creation is yeah. longing and waiting for us to be us, to be revealed as us. If we try and be someone else, creation is still going to be waiting because it's us that it's waiting for and it's waiting so for good. all of us all of us so maybe. good well and that's and that's still you know i think you've heard me bring this up before but back to that positional prejudice that the human race has where we think you know the chief is better than the you know the villager or whatever it might be you can put it in any type of scenario ceo better than the janitor or the pastor better than the layperson all of these things are are just you know, examples of positional prejudice that we have in our own heart and mind that doesn't exist in heaven. Mm -hmm. And because it exists in our hearts and minds, we basically are really limiting the body or people from having the freedom to be and do what they're called to do or what they love to do. You know, if somebody loves to clean, well, all of a sudden in our positional prejudice, we think, oh, well, that again is, you know, that's the, the cleaner, the janitor, and they're not as valuable as the CEO. And it's like, that's so bizarre when you think of it in a heavenly perspective. It's like, that person loves to clean. That is so awesome. That's a great thing. And there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. And it doesn't have any more value than the CEO. We have different responsibilities but no more value. I mean, again, if you have a, a large building and the CEO and the all the execs are in there, but all your uh, maintenance and cleaning crew have left the building and haven't been there for a month, the CEO and the people, they're not going to want to be there because it's going to stink. <laughs> 
you know, do we, everybody has value. And to understand that and stop, you know, doing this hierarchy thing of, you know, that one person is better than another, but understanding that we do have different responsibilities. Sure. That's, I think, always going to be true. But I think some of the things that we do are weighted. So the things, people who we think have more value, the things they do must be more important than the things that other people do. And that is the fallacy of it. It isn't true because someone while they're cleaning can be engaged in heaven and can be doing something that profoundly affect the cosmos. Absolutely. It's not about what they're physically necessarily doing, but who they are living as a multidimensional being and able to do multiple things at the same time, we can't just put a value on what those people are doing, even though it looks like, wow, they're doing important stuff. But actually, in the bigger picture with God, you could have, I don't know, 150 giant cogs all interacting in the universe to turn the wheels of time and actually, the one tiny little piece in the middle that holds them all together, if it's not there, nothing is going to turn. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, I, don't <clears throat> undervalue anything, any little thing that God is yeah. inspiring us to do or be or say is so important. Because without that piece, yeah. you don't get mm-hmm. the full picture. Well, and I, I, I've used the analogy of my <clears throat> my rifle in the military in that, uh, you know, I'd take it apart, clean it, put it back together. And the smallest part of that rifle was the firing pin. Yep. And you throw that out, yep. your rifle is completely useless. <laughs> it's not going to work. But uh, so we got about uh, three or four more minutes left. Uh, what would you like to say to everybody before we wrap it up here? Um, I just think um, for everyone to really... Um, go, go to God and, and ask them, ask God to show them what recalibration and what resetting mm. he has for them in the context of this year and moving into the next year. If we're moving into you know, a transition of ages or transition of seasons, you know, what do I need to still learn from this last season? And what therefore you know how is the recalibration whether that's a thinking pattern whether that's a lifestyle issue whether that's living in a different place whatever it might be or even just valuing things differently i mean i think this year has been an opportunity for me for the wealth of the nations to be transferred and it's nothing to do with money it's about Mm. value do we value relationships more you know, what are the things that are That's good. on the father's heart? And are we valuing those things and putting a higher value on them? Because if we put a higher value on them, we will focus on them and they will be more important to us because they have value and worth. And of course, yeah. for God, all his children have equal value and worth. So he doesn't have to divide his value up. We're all the same to him. But for us, actually valuing the things that he has made us to be really it's who who he's made us to be valuing ourselves in but in light of being not the doing side of it because the doing flows from being and if we can truly see ourselves the way he sees us it will enable us then to begin i think to recalibrate our whole lives and actually focus and seek first what is the most valuable things 
and not get caught up so much in the things which don't have any eternal value whatsoever and really recalibrate our whole lives to focus on what is the eternal things. And that it doesn't mean we don't enjoy life. I mean, I really, really enjoy life. I mean, I, yeah. I am making things in the workshop. I mean, I've, I've kitted out my garage as a workshop for this year. I mean, I'm making things. I'm so enjoying being creative because yeah. I've reset the things and the value of my life and I'm enjoying life so much more than I ever was before. It's awesome, but it, but there has been that reset and value yeah. now is different to me. You know, yeah. It was and, and you know, that, that one thing, enjoy life. I feel like I'm saying that to a lot of people more and more now. It's like, why do you want to be so caught up in fear and the politics and everything yeah. else? It just makes us all consternated. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just like, why, why don't you choose to enjoy life? Enjoy what God has given you. And yeah, sure, you may have a few restrictions, but look at those as blessings in terms of what can you do now that you really couldn't do before because you didn't have the time, but now you do. You know, there's there's always a way to look at things positively and to see that Father has a good plan and he's got your best in mind. Oh, and okay. to follow that, follow that. <laughs> yeah, he's a good God. He's a good dad. And he always wants the best for us because we are highly <clears throat> valuable to him yeah we are blessed and highly favored and that's the highest value and if we see ourselves the way he sees us you know those vast sum of his thoughts that he has about us we then can be aligned to be who he says you know yeah. and he says it not because we do anything but because that's who we are you know and i think that's the key you know just be and everything will flow. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Mike, thank you so much. Honor you, love you, bless you. Thank you for being on here. And uh, to those of you who want to see the behind the scenes section, um, join us at kingdomtalksmedia.com and look for the partnership uh, button there. And you can find the behind the scenes section. And it's uh, where our support comes from. We are listener supported. So we appreciate anything and everything you can do to help us get the word out. So blessings to all of you. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you. And until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.